0: You're listening to an Irreverent Podcast. Visit Irreverent.fm for more content from our friends.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've
2: changed, so you don't have to. Download the new bumble now.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Janice Legata, and this is God Has Not Given, an evangelical podcast featuring me and my failing faith and conversations with friends about fears we were given and ways that we are finding power, love, and sound mind. And this episode is already long enough without a preamble, so I'm gonna make this quick. Two Thursdays ago, on March 24th, 2022, a three-part docu-series called Hillsong: A Mega Church Exposed was released on Discovery Plus. A trailer for the docu-series had been circulating for a couple of weeks before that, and I think I shared it a time or two. But I wasn't in the trailer, and I guess I never really mentioned that I was in the docu-series. But I was. I am. I did take part in it, and. I don't know. The docuseries had been in the works for well over a year. I had filmed my part back in October. I had been scheduled to do some press interviews, but kept getting bumped due to the confirmation hearings, and rightfully so. And then I was going to a wedding in one of the Carolinas on the 26th. So I honestly kind of forgot to think about the documentary and definitely gave no consideration to the aftermath. I talk about Hillsong all the time and was actually kind of tired of it because I felt like I just needed to pace myself because I fully believed the clock was running out on Hillsong, but I thought it probably had another five to ten years before the facade really cracked. And then I don't know who forgot to make their monthly Dark Magic payment, but in the days before the documentary came out, Hillsong just started cracking. So Brian Houston was in the hot seat and then he resigned and then pages were disappearing from the website and Hills on Campuses were going back to their maiden names and it's been a lot. So a few days ago I put up an Instagram story asking if any of you had any questions about the documentary and you did, so here we are. This episode is another group effort. We are welcoming back James and Mary Benson of A Drink with the Bensons, Noemi, AKA the Boston Situation, and entering the chat are Joanna from the podcast episode A Black Woman at Hillsong, and Abena, who you will remember for this conversation after this conversation. I think we got something like 40 questions, and I think we answered maybe 10. (laughs) So I'm going to do an Instagram Live soon to go through every question one by one. But I do think we hit the essence of most of them. But, hey, I barely remembered I was in the docuseries, so don't take my word for it. Just listen. We, We took questions on Instagram that people had about the documentary, about Hillsong, about all the things so we're going to go through through those questions but one of the questions was (laughs) when you were at Hillsong did anyone ever say Hillsong is a cult and what did you think about that then what do you think about that now so we'll open with that introduce yourself you know give us how much time you did say at your cult at your mega church. did anyone ever say it was a cult when you were there when did you leave and when you when you realized it was a cult if you realized it was a cult so
3: <laughs> just now clicking all right so i'm, I'm james benson and um, my wife mary benson we do a little like podcasting and instagramming about post evangelical stuff we met at a mega church in virginia beach that was run by a uh, former... It's
2: called Wave Church, y'all. Yeah,
3: run by a former Hillsonger, and it was also kind of the springboard uh, where Carl Lentz got groomed up as a pastor before he took on New York. I did 16 years. Mary, uh-huh. you did what? Eight, nine. Nine years. Nine yeah. Nine years. We did. We heard left and right. People, everybody used to call me the cult. Yeah, everybody. Heard, they were like, Oh, well, I heard that church was a cult. And, everybody. And we had, like, boilerplate responses ready, you know, like...
2: I said, would I be... I, me, would I be in a cult?
3: Right. You can't you can't judge it just because my of a few bad self. apples.
2: Right, my silly self. I said me. You're sure, there's some people <laughs> who are
3: weird who go there, but.
2: Not me. So since I'm there, it's not a cult. Right. <laughs> that was my thinking. But in <laughs> the back of my mind, what my mom taught me, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep my feelings out. When they tell me to drink something I don't want to drink, I did you know, just kind of in the back of my mind, you know, just keep it there. You know, because there's a, one, there was all these white people at the, in the staff. So you can't really trust uh, 100% white people. Right. No offense, Jimmy. No, and no. Okay. <laughs> I'm
3: the same boat. Just saying.
2: So, yeah, that was that was it. Like, you people, we wanted a decision team. So a lot of people that was getting saved would come over and we were supposed to get the numbers. And so... They would be like, "Oh, we heard the way church was a cult," and then I would, I would, you know, say, "Oh, well, you know, I'm in it. I don't feel like it's a cult." And that was it. Brush them off. But it was always in the back of my mind because I had went to church before then, and nobody called the church a cult. So right. Yeah, that
3: was lot yeah. So yeah, I think the high point for us was 2016 ish. Can't narrow it down to a single event. It was a compounding of like victim-blaming ba- victim Sandra Blaine from the stage to almost hosting a Trump rally, but a hurricane came through to cancel it. Wow. Uh, uh, those things all compounded and snowballed into, like, we got to get out of this. quick.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
3: So that was all 2016-ish, 2017.
2: There was one part I remember that stuck in my memory was when Carl Lentz was, they were having a going away party for him. And on the third floor, you need a fob. That means you're special. The key okay. card. Yeah, the key card. Hmm. So you get on the third floor, and I was doing hospitality. And I saw they were giving Carl Lentz's Louis Vuitton little you know, gift or whatever. And I looked around. Wow. Right, right? I was in hospitality. And I'm like, you know, all excited. What? And then I look around, and I'm like, wait a minute. All of the past is away everybody here is white and only black people there was a servant I feel uncomfortable all the time yeah that was like the first time I was like "This, there's something wrong there's something off you
5: know yeah I think
4: that was it uh, Benna yeah just I live in New York City and it's mad light outside and then also my dog is decides to act a fool every single time, every single time (laughs) something is important. That's when he decides to to go crazy. So, you know, I apologize preemptively. So my name is Abena. I have been part of Hillsong since I was 17. I was uh, at Hillsong Paris. I was introduced when I was 15. Uh, I went to a service in Hillsong, London, and then I was part of Hillsong Paris for, I don't know, for a while until I moved here. I moved here 10 years ago. So basically, I've been part of Hillsong for like almost half of my life. And I didn't consider it being a cult because I think in general, we have a specific idea of what a cult looks like. And in general, a cult looks like, for example, if we're watching a documentary, right, about like Jonestown or something like that, we have the tendency of looking at it like, oh, these people are a bunch of weirdos. And, you know, they're just like, they're just blindly following a crazy guy and they should have known better, you know? And the, the, pro- well, the, the thing with Hillsong is that it doesn't fit in the, the pure definition of what a cult is, right? It doesn't, like, if you go on Wikipedia or something like that, it usually says, like, a small group of people. Hillsong mm-hmm. is not a small group of people. But it is a cult because it does fit in the category of what what an organization that is a cult <laughs> can be defined as, right? The only thing with Hillsong is that, like, this became this global phenomena. So it's just, it's just, it's new. It's new to any, I guess, cult expert. For me, better, I should have seen the science before, you, you know, a long time ago. There's a judgment that that comes on, like, again, I should have known better. I'm an intelligent person. I'm educated. You know, whatever the the case may be, I don't fall for things. (laughs) You know, just, like, stuff like that. So for me to be able to kind of put that, put Hillsong in the category of a cult, it really kind of took my brain some time to think that, like, it wasn't that I was dumb or that I was uneducated or anything like that. It's just that I was human. And they tapped Mm. into something that um, all human need, all human beings need, and that's the need to feel part of something. And also the need to feel part of something bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. And they did that extraordinarily well. Like they did that so well. So yeah.
1: Noemi. Hello, Uh, I'm Noemi. My pronouns are she, they. I have been a part, or I was a part, not anymore, thank God, if I believe in God. Anyway, I went to Hillsong, Boston for about two years back when I was in grad school here in Boston from 2017 to 2019. And I don't know I heard leaders say that they had been told that Hillsong was a cult and we would talk about it and they would just laugh about it. And for me, it would be like, wait, why is anybody even calling it that? One, like that shouldn't even be a conversation that we're having. And I had a, I had a really hard time thinking about it as a cult and I kind of still do. And it's still something that I'm processing, I'm going to be very honest. As someone who studied religion, I got a minor in comparative religion in undergrad. And I dug really deep into cult practices and fundamentalism, and charismatic evangelicalism, and what that even looks like. And we would be very careful about categorizing thing uh, something as a cult because. The more you categorize different religions or different churches or different organizations, the less power the word holds. So I had, I am, I'm, I'm still very careful about how I use the word or how I even categorize things. I do believe definitely that Hillsong has cult-ish practices, and like if I were to go down the checkbox. Like Abena was saying, I, there are a few that are missing and that for me is like, I think they were missing for what I experienced, but I can see them being there for other people. So then I can't discard that just because I didn't see it or I didn't experience it doesn't mean it didn't exist, which is what's happening now where there's a lot of people within that are getting mad because like, I didn't experience it. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you're a white cisgendered male and that your experience is very different. but. That was something that I'm, that is something that I'm still navigating on how to think about it as a cult. And I, and I definitely see cultish practices and I do think there's a fine line. And I think someone said it in the, in the documentary, there's a fine line between culture and, and, and cult. And I do believe that. And I can see where it's starting to become that now. It's definitely more in that direction as more people are attacking or there's more, not attacking, but exposing and bringing forth accountability, that's where they're feeling it and they're starting to implement now and and using a lot of the cultish practices um, that can now you can probably categorize as a cult of like, making it more difficult for people to leave, the manipulation for people to leave. That was one thing that I, I'm mm-hmm. very keen about because it was so easy for some people to leave. Then where does that line draw? I don't know. There's a lot to think about when we talk about cults. And as someone who studied religion, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in the conversation what other people have to think about it. But I can definitely see it now with what's happening for it to turn more into that. And I do believe it did have cultish practices when I was there, for sure.
5: Joanna! Hello! Hi, I'm Joanna. I was in, uh, attending Hillsong for about eight, eight, nine years. I should have left when Janice left, but I wasn't there yet. (laughs) In terms of whether or not I think it's a cult... I kind of am with Noemi. I'm not there yet. I don't think it it meets all the elements. But the fact that it meets some of the elements, I think, is, you know, very interesting. Because I'd never even done that assessment before. And you asked Janice whether or not anybody had ever mentioned that to me while I was there. I don't think so. I don't remember. But I do remember early days running into somebody who used to attend just randomly on the street, we ran into each other, but she said, Oh, do you still go to Hillsong? And I said, yeah. And she said, I don't attend anymore. And she just had a face like, look, I've been attending church all my life, but I just, and she was just like, I couldn't do it. And you know, you sort of brush it off, mm-hmm. but in hindsight now, like people like her and different people over time who've left, I think part of the issues is that we like a cult, you flee, You don't really discuss it, you know? Sometimes people fully disappear. I remember running into somebody on the street and they sort of had this deer in the headlights face when they saw me. And they're like, hi, bye! And just sort of awkwardly shuffled off, you know? And, like, people just wouldn't discuss why they left. And that's a big part of why people thought it was still okay and they stayed on, you know? Yeah.
0: And I am Janice, and I served years 2005 yeah through 2017 from Hillsong College to Hillsong New York and and I was trying to think I was like I'm sure people people and I took it as a joke or just didn't take it seriously oh oh you're in that cult and you're like uh ha 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 whatever like I don't think I don't think anyone ever seriously said it. If you're listening, you're like, "Bitch, I told you time <laughs> and again, <laughs> you're in a cult." Let me know. Uh, but I think when you're in it, you're just so, again, like it's such uh, just a part of the jokes about about mm-hmm. it. Like you yeah. just don't even, you just don't even take that on.
5: Yeah, you thought you were laughing along. Mm-hmm. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Of
0: course, of course, you would say that. You don't get it. You just don't understand. And also there is just this inbuilt kind of defensiveness thing, not just about Hillsong, but about Christianity in general. Like we were always ready to be persecuted, always ready to be, you know, whatever. Of defensiveness um, and
5: superiority. To yeah, right. Right. Yeah. right.
0: So anybody, you don't, you just don't listen to anybody outside of it anyway, because they're outside for a reason. They don't get mm-hmm. it. Right. And the then people,
5: people. <laughs> right?
0: And then people who have left again, they don't really engage with you at all. And if they do, if they were to say something, like they already know the tapes that are playing. They already know, like you're not, you're not gonna listen. Like even me, I'm like, I don't engage with people in Hillsong. Like I'm not telling them you're in a cult, get out. Get out. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, you yeah. know where I stand. You know what I think. So nine times out of ten, you're not gonna engage with me. Anyway, and if you yeah. are, like the people who are in my DMs, you're already having questions, and you're like, right. you're feeling around, right? Like, right. I don't get, some people do get, I don't get the people who are like, I love Hill song and here's why, and you're wrong. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not the one for that, because I'm going to let you, <laughs> I'm like, okay, crazy, like, <laughs> do you, I don't,
5: yeah. I was going to say one of the tactics, too, is purposefully telling people, oh, don't listen to that thing. we yep. are being attacked. Yeah. Don't pay attention to these dumb- <laughs> I remember the first time the Brian Houston and his dad situation was on 60 Minutes Australia a couple of years ago. I remember them saying, you don't need to watch that. Like, here's here's what happened. You know, it's going to be inaccurate because, you know, this is what people do. And that I totally sad- didn't watch it.
2: Right. That's that's how they was trying to control us when it came to um fifty shades spray. And they was telling us not to watch that. And I was like, no.
1: <laughs>
2: I watch what I want to watch. And Pastor the trying to stop me from watching some great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, 50 Shades wasn't
4: old that great, great let's but... be honest. Okay. <laughs> 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 that was not <about> great. <laughs> 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 I,
2: never, I never did see it, but I, you know, I I, I thought it would be at least a little soft, soft stuff, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, like, don't tell me not to watch something because I'm going to watch it.
2: Right, and, and then she came on stage, and, and she's supposed to be doing an off-front talk, and she out here telling me not to watch Fifty Shades of Grey, and I was like, "Wait, hold up! You don't know, pay my bill, you know?" I didn't really, I didn't really like that. I that was my oh, that, that was my go-to whenever they would say it was if we had vision strategy. Uh, those, yeah. So the past could tell you how much you are supposed to be raising now, no, and then boy. get the Lions Raw Award for uh, making the most money at the Dangle and Connect Group. Right. Does that even make sense? Mm. I digress.
3: Well, yeah, you're describing. I think mean, one thing that helped me ease into like the whole cult argument is um, using the term like I Got Out .org and a few others. Mm. Um, they're yes. using the term yes. high control groups, and yeah. that that's a broader brush. It doesn't really target anything necessarily. And you can make a subjective call on whether you were in a high control environment, because there, there are people who attended wave who could just go drop their kids off, chill for a service. And that's it. Mm -hmm. But then there were people like us, like in the boiler room, getting, (laughs) getting ground up in the gears, you know, like, so.
5: I do think there were levels to it. And I think especially around creative and the creative team, I feel like, you know, and, and some people never enter that sphere then, you know, there was separate like the volunteers were separated. The creative team prays over here and does their whatever we called it before service together and everybody else did it outside and you need a special pass to get in. So yep, yep, I can see yep. if you're just, you know, a congregant mm-hmm. sitting through and not volunteering that you don't have that level of commitment where if you did want to leave it would be harder to get out so yeah. i think the high the different it was hierarchical and the different hierarchies meant different levels of access but also yeah. once you had that access then it would be harder to exit
2: because every yeah. pastor that we knew that was leaving before us they weren't leaving they um, got hired at another church in another state yes. They never, there was
5: always a pretty yes
2: right. reason it was, this, it was never this like oh this place is wow and I'm out no it was always
5: oh my father
2: has a, a, a church in Florida. We're gonna go over there no you, you well I mean I, this is why I call it a cult. Is because everybody was doing that because it was one person, and for us it was Pastor Steve. You know what I mean? Like we didn't want to get him mad. We didn't want him to preach about us on stage, even though he was going to anyway. It was it was that fear tactic, and that's how I was just like, okay, well I guess my my checklist is just charismatic leader, which everybody is afraid to get mad. Yeah. So for me, as
5: charismatic leader. Right. Exerting control. Right. For control. me, I felt like Pastor Carl wasn't there half the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: But the but it still kept going. You know what I mean? The so there was something else binding people. Yeah. 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 So
0: maybe we were all in a high control group that is a cult. Probably for the people who will never have this conversation, because like it's definitely a cult for the people whose living depends on Hillsong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know yeah. there are people oh, in those yeah. upper echelons who cannot leave because their life literally depends right. on yeah. supporting and the structure. And
1: they can't do anything. Like, they won't have a job once they leave. Exactly. Right. Yeah. They won't yeah, know anybody. They, they're not qualified they for
5: anything. Exactly. Right. And, and their circle is all Hillsong or Hillsong affiliated. Yeah. For
1: them, yeah, it's definitely a cult.
0: It's a cult. And so, so from there, we'll go into, we'll jump into uh, a few of the questions and this, I will tag with some of the pure, pure speculation. Cause some things people are asking and they're like, you know, what do you, what do you think about this? What about this person? What about that? And there are things that I know, but things that are not common knowledge. And then just things that I just, that I just think like just based on whatever, I think there are some assumptions that can be pretty safely made, but None of these people have said this is the truth about me. So it all has to be under just under speculation. I will say up front, I do not, I purposefully do not and will not probably ever talk about or deal with which wait, is, people ask me about him often. And obviously I know that he exists. I choose not to discuss him because it's not safe. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that I can talk about that I can deal with. He's not worth the drama and the trouble that he causes. And white people, white listeners, that is your problem to deal with. It is not safe for women of color specifically to mm-hmm. take him on and to do that work. The man is uh, a white
5: He is Move awful,
0: his followers mm-hmm. are awful. And they they do harm, they do damage. So if you want to know about Uh, if you want him dealt with white people, that is your work. I will not do it. So that's that. Joel Joel Houston. Why did he leave Hillsong NYC? And then somewhere else, someone asked, how has he been able to, like Taylor Swift, but like successfully where he's like, I'm removing myself from this narrative. And he's
2: almost backing up into the bushes.
0: And he has pretty successfully done it. Like, all this heat that comes down on Hillsong NYC and people, Carl Lynch this, Carl Lentz that, and people have completely Not forgotten. Not a word. Joel, he, Joel Houston was the draw initially for Hillsong right. NYC. If you were going to put their two names on a poster, people wow. would...
5: Carl who? He, no. He, Joel he Houston. He probably scrapped his name from the internet and in connection to Hillsong NYC. Wow. I can she see that happening. To, I can see that happening. And they have the means no, no, to no, do it. They have the money means to do it.
0: So I'm trying to remember, when did he actually... Quietly New York disappear. people, when did we last see him, yeah, at Hillsong, New York? When was he last referred while, to right? as our pastor? No. I know, I know it was after his marriage, because for a while, Esther yes. Houston was one of our pastors. Yes, All I remember that.
5: I was going to say it was after they got married, because I remember them still being around for a time. Mm-hmm. So whenever far, that was, it was shortly
1: after that. I, I, as far as what I've heard, um, it was like 2016, 2017. Wow, I'm that's, not sure if that's correct, but some of the people in Boston would talk about them, and they—that's kind of the time frame they would give. But I'm not sure if that's correct. But I also
5: don't know if he was say, actively pastoring even. Oh, I mean, he pastoring never, after I he know. was there. He probably saw something.
1: Because I know pastor, one of the pastors in, in Boston, Steve DeGrosa, was his driver. And that's why he was promoted or like given a pastoral role <laughs> and in that's the past- Boston.
0: Yo. Oh, yeah. Wait, from and driver, and pastor? Oh, yeah. That yeah, was way, oh, yeah, he didn't have any that qualifications. Like, the
5: driving team was like the number one promoter.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. oh okay, yes. I could
1: yeah, because that's how Donnie made Alice as well. That's how he got into being like a leader. And then in Boston, he became a pastor. Oh, oh, that's oh, disgusting.
5: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They sent all the driving um,
0: team to Boston. <laughs> <all right. laughs> Sickening. Um, I want to say Joe disappeared from the New York narrative around 2014, 2015. And then he was just kind of in L.A. But, like, at no point were they ever, like, Joel Houston is leaving New York and he is no longer
3: uh, a pastor here. It's, like, never announced,
5: wow. It. You
1: followed that storyline on Instagram is what you did.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Interesting. That says a lot. That says a lot about yeah. him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the situation. Like, read mm-hmm. between the lines kind of thing.
2: Exactly. They, he, he had to have seen something. Because I remember but when... I, I, I feel, feel like... It was, it was him and Joel. Like, they were going to be the joint. I, I mean, I wasn't there, but that was what was going on. And whenever we would look into it, it was Joel and then Carl Lance, And then all of a sudden, Joel was
0: gone.
2: I bet yeah. you he saw something he did like, and he was like, deuces.
0: I think you're giving him too much credit. I yeah. yeah. I
3: was going to say that. He oh, yeah. did
0: some stuff. Saw some stuff. I'm sure he saw... I'm sure he saw a lot of things and knows a lot of things. I think he was and also doing that. And things, too. And he well, he's a pastor like, so yeah. I think, I think Joel gets away with a lot. He gets given a lot of benefit. I of
5: also feel like he, he's been trying to exit the Hillsong narrative for a while, but he has that familial tie that, you know, it's never going to allow him to do that. But He's got the last you know, name, he, yeah. he, One of his message. I still remember one of his early messages when he talked about, like, losing faith and then gaining it back. Do you guys remember that?
0: Vaguely.
5: He talked about stepping back for a while because he was supposed to have Cass's job. Do you guys remember that? I think he was briefly... He he, he, he did. Like, he he was. He was global creative pastor for, like, a hot second. And then that went away without discussion. And then he talked about it on stage one day. I mean, not that particular thing, but just, like having a moment of doubt. And then they reeled him right back in.
2: So he didn't really pick up the So They smashed it in his face. There was a
3: a Trump subsequent reconstruction.
5: Right. They said you were going nowhere. Yeah. I think it was supposed to be divvied up, you know? He was supposed to have the New York control of things. Ben in L.A., Laura and her husband in Australia. I mean, this is just my... I totally, like... Vince, you know, Bill oh, Sandcastles and all these. But like, God, I think that out. was the setup. And he just...
3: the
0: strategy. Uh, a strategy.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I think,
0: I think he, he came to New York burnt out. Kind of like, here's something new. Here's something different. Play around over there. I think if he, if he wasn't a Houston, if he could make it in the secular music world, he would... And he would leave. Maybe, maybe there was a moment when he could have. I think that moment is past now. Yeah. And now, again, back to the cult conversation. I think he is stuck in this cult in the sense that he, there's no life, mm-hmm. there's no comfortable life for yeah. him,
1: outside of all of this. As long but, as yeah. your family is running it. He reminds me right. of. I don't know if you've seen The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. He reminds me of the mm-hmm. kids of the mega church, like pastor there where they're like, they're stuck. Like they don't believe in half the things that the their dad is right. preaching or what they're even talking about, but they're stuck there because it's, it's the business and that's the family yeah. business that they have to support and keep going. And yeah. yeah.
0: So that's Joel. And then someone asked, has anything been done to express deep apology from Carl and or Laura? No. no. They're, they're
3: they they looking
0: for their next yeah. next.
3: I don't know if this was like one of those Photoshop challenges or what, but there was some there was something floating around the internet last night about him being in Florida somewhere, looking like um, I don't know. He he looks like he 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 looks like a Floridian in the in the picture. I I thought it was like a Photoshop challenge or something like that. Maybe. No. No. no, rough. Incredible.
1: Everywhere he goes, he wants to fit in, so he'll change his aesthetic <laughs> to fit the culture. Got going is that
0: what you- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he looks very very Florida oh, at word. this point. He but no, no no remorse. No remorse shown like the deepest apology anybody got was Carl's farewell Instagram post. Right, and that was it. Laura has returned to Instagram and cried about her own woes and how she's been mistreated, but...
3: You was eating two of these people. You was
0: eating two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: Now
5: all
2: of a sudden you want to say, oh, no, it's too late, sis.
1: Too late. And what's hard is that she also... She also uses like mental illness to be her scapegoat. And that's really frustrating as as someone who also has or she claims to have PTSD and I'm not sure and I'm not going to deny if she has it or not. But as someone who has it, I'm not going to use my mental illness to say, oh, I'm sorry, PTSD, and, like, move on. Like, no, I take you take ownership for your actions, and that's, like, separate thing that you're working and live with. Mm-hmm. And and when yeah. I saw some of the posts that she made of her and, and having mental illness and developing PTSD because of her experience, I'm like, okay, maybe you did. But don't use that as your scapegoat mm-hmm. to say you can't take on accountability right. for what you did, right. for what right. you were a part of.
0: And also her her experience and what she's saying she has the ptsd from is from everything basically from us right from everybody's yeah. reactions to right. how they've That's treated the her fact. since carl did what he did yeah it has nothing to do <laughs> right. with her time in church right like it's all oh
1: like oh i have ptsd know, I think... from tyler perry paying my rent oh my god <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: right this past this past year and a half has been you know absolutely devastating to me i think she even said they like you know i had never suffered with anxiety or sleep business or nothing. Like never must be nice. Never.
3: <laughs> nah, but you, you were, were fine. fine.
0: Man, right. All that time.
3: We, we support
0: that. Right. Uh, but uh, now the internet is being mean to you. The internet you allegedly weren't even logged on to. Right. Was being mean to you. It's and
2: basically you got PTSD. She's saying she's getting PTSD from me saying, Al, you stepped on my foot. Oh now mm-hmm. I stepped on your foot, I got PTSD. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I really when she was, she was at wave she was she tried to tell me not to date somebody that I had to, you know I mean I'm just giving you tea let's say
1: we want it, we want to hear the tea
2: <laughs> just give you tea and you know I want to date this person and she was like now and I was like first of all you don't even know me like uh, I don't even know I don't even know why I'm telling you
5: Talk about <laughs> behavioral control what my
3: ally
2: oh she was your ally in that moment yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: you're not even in my world and why am i even and then you got the nerve to say no not even oh who is he oh no she just noticed oh she's a single mother no you're not allowed today just sit there in the corner and so we call for call you forth on um Monday. wow <laughs> come carry up <on>, okay <laughs> oh my goodness the diversity because the black people come to church
0: Right. <laughs> be like, and, and that story, i known Laura Lentz, known of Laura Lentz for, you know, over 10 years. That's the most personality I've ever heard of yeah. her displaying. Yeah. Of, mm. like, Laura was always a mystery to me. Because I'm like, this woman is blank, blank, just just here, mm-hmm.
5: just there. All I used to think right. about her was, I thought she was supposed to be running sisterhood or something. I was just like, she's not really running anything. She just nope. collects her coins. <laughs> <laughs> collecting
0: her coins and feeling nothing. No anxiety, no sleeplessness, nothing. Just living the anxiety. dream.
1: But what, wasn't that like a pattern of a lot of the pastor's wives, though, where they just didn't do much? They'd have something on like
2: a yeah. Wednesday, a little tea yeah. party.
3: It would depend. Yeah.
1: yeah. Have- well, like in Boston leona wouldn't do much until we like forced her the events team were like we need more people on stage you need to get on and we like gave her a script and practiced it with her before she got on wow. oh yeah wow. well, so,
3: one, one thing uh in, in virginia beach at wave like there was this really common thing where um somebody would be like a younger prospect and they'd be like into college or something like getting groomed up to be a pastor at mm-hmm. some point and then whoever they were dating or newly wed to or somewhere early on with they would fast track the mm-hmm. soon to be spouse into some kind of they would just yep. graft them into something they could be like, a whole oh, ass bust. You're in charge of this because your boyfriend's about to get a job right on staff. Yep.
5: and this is <laughs> <Here's> 3,000 <laughs> yes.
2: women underneath you
5: yeah, so. I have, I've seen that happen so many times Yeah, yeah it was just same. I
2: didn't like that at all because here you are you're dealing with people who are going through real life stuff women, w- widows and single mothers and, and moms that have like five kids stay at home and hey, you bring this little 16 year old 19 <laughs> year old girl and right. you prop up on the stage and this is past tell her your whole story and she'll tell you what to do
3: yeah, there, there was no room to just Mm-mm, let uh-uh. somebody's spouse be or do what they want.
2: Right. What if she mm-hmm. was a cashier at the local key food supermarket? Why don't you let her just be that? Why does she have to be a pastor? Right. Like a pastor right. will not
5: Yeah, that's, that's, you know, with you're looking zero at Zero training. Yeah.
1: And then I- they ask why there's so many people hurt. I'm like, well, because you put unprofessional, like people who didn't have the qualifications to support. Right. Yeah. And that then that they just act wow. like a
0: therapist. I'm sorry
1: yeah well, yeah Christian counseling. Yeah, for me the, the
0: pastor's wives fell into into two categories, so all, all of them got their position or whatever based on who they were married to like you would not be anybody's yeah. pastor if you were not married to this guy uh, so there's either women with zero, zero ambition, nothing to say, just blank slates or women who actually were, who were better. better than mm-hmm. their husbands mm-hmm. yeah. and on their own could have and maybe should have. Been in these positions, but weren't so it had to be tied to this right. generally awful knucklehead, and became <laughs> awful in their own right. Mm-mm. They had these little capes.
2: They had all these little Keating
0: capes awful oh, okay. kinds. <laughs> the awful Barge awful. Mm-hmm. Lance awful.
4: I just remember Leona Kimes was just so mean. Like she was just mean. Mm-hmm. It was so bizarre to me because. Here we all are, volunteers, doing the most, right? Like, being there all day on Sunday. And we all kind of knew each other, at least by face. And, like, she would walk all up in here like she didn't see anybody. Like, no, at least, like, I would, I would, I remember just seeing that. And I'm like, this is so strange. You know what I mean? Not even just, like, a little smile here and there. Like, she would walk up to her seat mm-hmm. and then walk right off. And not even acknowledge the person who maybe even was standing by the door, you know, to the backstage. I was just like, this is so strange. Yeah. It was the most bizarre thing. It was almost like, it, it, it's so strange because normal people don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, if you see people over and over and over again for years, as a normal person, the least you can do is like, hey. Even make She would contact. never do that.
5: Uh-huh. Never. Yeah.
4: It, was, it was the most bizarre thing do you think to she Whitney. was trapped or something? Oh no, I don't think so. What do
2: you think? Yeah, I was like, do you think so she was well,
4: trapped or something while she was acting like that? No, I think and this is again just my speculation. I think she saw It wasn't that it was modeled cuz Carl wasn't like that, but there was a, there was a model where like come in and out. You don't really talk to the people who were there, right? Carl was good at what he did because he was charismatic and he you know he smiled and he hugged people he said I love you Mm -hmm. hey girl all that stuff you know she doesn't have that in her so she didn't have to make the effort Mm -hmm. she didn't have to make the effort and also like I don't I just just don't think she like liked people to be honest like her and you know it was very well Yeah, I don't really know, but I think Josh was, like, less... He would say hi to people. She was the worst of both of them. Josh was, like, you know, he was... She was definitely the worst, but um, I think for her, it was, like, this is the hierarchy. I literally do not need to say hi to any of these people. I do not need to acknowledge any of these people. And besides, I am busy, (laughs) so I don't have time, you know? Mm -hmm. But it was it was literally like that for years. It wasn't just like a one-off on a Sunday because you know maybe the schedule for her was she had to run all over the place with these kids. It was every single time, and it was it was just so strange. Even at the office, right? Like when we would have volunteers come in for whatever event, and she happened to be there. Wow. It was like <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Just- it- eye contact like human beings that's what they do to each other it's just it was very strange
1: the same was happening in boston like i never saw her at a volunteer thing that would happen like a christmas party or like any anywhere where josh was the only time i saw leona was on a sunday because she was sitting Mm -hmm. in the front next to him and as soon as it was over again same thing she would walk out go down to get her kids and she would leave like a car would be ready to take her home And if she was surrounded by people or if she was there, she was surrounded by people who look like her. So it was really rare to ever see. Like the one time I did see her, it was because I got close and I was just helping out in the green room area. And her daughter and I were like playing like random little thing, um, playing with a kid. And then Leona saw that and was like, oh, Noemi's going to help you out. Go and take her do this. I was like, what the heck? Like, I'm just here. Like, Peasant. you don't know me and you're asking me to take care of your kid, first of all? <laughs> like, uh, no. Right. Um, I did it out of respect and because the kid was, like, excited to go with me. I was like, geez, that's, like, that's really dangerous. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. So it was... A lot of things like that that were very, very concerning. And, and I do see, like, it, it, it happened again in, in Boston. And I can see her seeing herself in that hierarchical, hierarchical place of, like, oh, I'm up here. You're down there. I don't need to talk to you. So I do agree with that. Yeah. And
4: the complexity of, I mean, you know, the, the, the
1: statement and when she
4: was sharing her story with Carl, when I read it, for me, my first reaction was, like, yeah. obviously this is awful this shouldn't have happened to you and you were yes. mean like both can exist at the same time right? right and you were also like an awful person uh and i just kind of left it at that because you know i just like can't really get into all of that stuff but yeah that was the, literally those yeah. were my reactions yeah and it, and it can be yeah.
0: so hard because we are generally nice and empathetic people and so nobody's all good and nobody's all bad. And so, you know, it can make it hard to to hold both those truths and be like, oh, we were all in this abusive system. We were all being abused. Also, you're an awful person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think you guys want us to put all the bad on the parts of, you know, that they want to cut off, right? So they want to blame, oh, Leona Kimes is a horrible person. Well, ha-ha, she was being abused by Carl Lentz. Yeah. So we're going to put that on that, and then we're going to shove that. Right throw that out to sea right yeah. and it's like no i think she was probably an awful person anyway and this didn't help but that didn't make her that hillsong like i think it just it's like alcohol right it just kind of exacerbates yeah. the things that it's are already in mm-hmm. already yeah. in you right and so they want to take credit oh. for all the good things no no look at all the good look at all the good and i'm like no y'all need to reckon with all this bad because mm-hmm. it's mostly yeah. the bad and the people who have overcome we overcame but it's so weird how they do it on the outside and then
2: when they say when when, the, when everything hits the fan look at all the good we've done but on stage constantly like i'm still dealing with it right now i am constantly focused on my flaws why because a pastor got on stage and told me to constantly look at my flaws like i I was a sinner, and I'm always, yeah, even though Jesus died, we still got to do more things. Right. You know, isn't that right. crazy now that we're just telling you, hey, be accountable? Like, you did this. Can you acknowledge that you did it? Oh, no, no, no. Look over I here. Guess. Look at everything we've done for the world. No, you've done more abuse than you've done good.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, if it's really about the good that's being done, then it's it also begs the question: how how efficiently are we accomplishing this good? Like, okay, if, if you did attain that measure of good, what was the collateral? Exactly to reach that. Right. There a better way to
5: yeah
3: reach that same measure of of.
5: Mm-hmm. Are there other nonprofits doing good in the world without yeah. abusing right. so many people? Then right. let's put our money there. Right. right at this point i
0: would say what even what is the good like show me show me the good even even phil dooley right before before the documentary came out and when he's which which was hilarious to me on this side of it to realize the documentary was not even coming out in australia like australians are you know, DMing me, how can I watch it? Wait, it wasn't even coming out there and right. they're making this huge deal about it, he's drawing all this attention Oh, they're making this documentary but if but if I was, you know, if they wanted to do a real expose, I would tell them to look at, you know, this and this and he names uh, Google Etu that's a ministry that Hillsong gives to, but it's not a Hillsong ministry right. well, let's look at this school over here you're pulling out all of these things all these ministries that Hillsong has given to but these are not hillsong ministries like you're not saying well let's show them in new york how you know the people of new york how their lifestyles have raised to this level or how Mm -hmm. their incomes have come up or how i'm like you guys what what is the good what is the good that hillsong has done yeah
3: Dollar for dollar. That's like me trying to get out of a speeding ticket because I, I did the roundup at the grocery store to Toys for Talks. <laughs> 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 uh, I rounded my 1967 up.
2: Right. Up
3: know, to $20. $20.
4: Oh. So I,
2: this ticket, I'm a good person.
4: But, <laughs> so a lot of the narrative, a lot of the narrative that I've been hearing in regards to like the good has been... The friendships that have come out of it, yeah. like I, you know, the p- people who said like, if anything, like at least you know, I'm friends. I've met my friends for life, or I've met my spouse. Or I've met the this thing and everything like that. And I think there's definitely validity to that. And yet, it's nothing extraordinary because if you put people in the same space for so long, yeah, something is gonna come out of it. Like right. that's mm-hmm. not rocket science. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't so. So I'm like, okay, that's valid and I'm going to take that, but that's basically the only thing that I'm going to take because there is the fact that this organization mm-hmm. is worldwide and in every single location somebody mm. has a story that's, of abuse. Yeah. That, that's wild. We're not talking about like one or two people out here in this specific culture in this specific continent whatever. The like worldwide. we're talking about you know, almost every because I don't, I haven't heard from all of them, but like, I've heard people from Paris. I've had, pe- I've heard people from London. I've heard people from South Africa. Obviously, here in the United States, all, in all of the, you know, the states that they're in, like somebody has to say, okay, this, this also happened to me. So like, we have to, we we have to like, for me, it's mind blowing that people don't realize right. that that's not right. normal. You know, like an organization can have maybe one or two complaints. Mm-hmm. That's normal. But if Every everywhere you go, multiple people have s- stories to tell, and those stories are so complex that some of them don't mm-hmm. even know where to begin. Some of them don't even know, like, was I the victim? Was I the villain? Like, all of that stuff is so complex that I'm like, like people who are still defending or, or, or trying to justify, I'm like, at this point, at this point, like, there's nothing there's nothing more that we can actually tell you because this is yeah you have all of the evidence yeah you have all of the evidence that Mm -hmm. multiple people people after people after people are coming out and that's not that's even only the tip of the iceberg because people are still to this day I know people who don't want to share publicly for Mm -hmm. fear of repercussions and it's not like they were even contracted they didn't have any kind of contract it's not like they you know they were some of them obviously were paid in ndas and we can talk about all of that stuff but the people in my life they have a they have a fear in them that if i talk even though they have been out if i talk something bad is going to happen to me maybe Mm -hmm. i won't be friends with this person anymore maybe i'm gonna whatever all of that stuff and i'm like yo Mm -hmm. like that's serious you know that's crazy (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, and I get, I get the whole friendship, friendship piece. And, and I strike back at that now by saying, like you said, like you put people in any, any circumstance for years and years, you're going to form connections. And so I know that people who are still in it and, you know, that was my last year probably, you know, for the sake of other people. One, wanting to be a buffer to keep them from having the, the full Hillsong experience. And also like, ah, oh, these are my people. I don't want to lose them. But having to realize, okay, first of all, why am I protecting this organization? Like, as, as harsh as it is, maybe I need to let you have the full experience so you can make a true, true decision. Because you're not, you're not staying in a, in a real place. So, I gotta go. And then also, if I'm gonna lose you to this, then I never, I never had you. Like, these friendships mm-hmm. are not they're not exactly. really. Yeah. And so even even the people that I have outside of it these are people who we form bonds on the outside based on something else. You know, Joanna we're working on she's helping with me with all my shows and we're doing that. Abena I'm like, "Oh, we were having chicken and waffles and talking about our plans." Yeah. Right? And so like we had these these bonds on on other things and that's what we connected on on the outside. And then now I'm like I'm forming just as many Friendships based on past traumas, like <laughs> Mary and Jimmy. No, Emmy is like we ball. didn't have to be in the same, yeah. you know, spot. But now we have this connection based on this past experience, and it's like we give Hillsong this credit for this good thing. But that's why now I'm like it's never, it's never been the contents. It's only a container. We were always the contents. Yeah. We were always good. We would have found each other, found these bonds yeah. on the outside. Yeah. Anyway, yeah.
5: You know, but I'm, so I'm he'll thinking talk. about those people who who are scared too. It's like, oh, my heart goes out to them. But what about them? Like, what if this is what you need? Is your friendship? Is that friend holding you back from things that you need? You know? So, I don't no, know. If you if you need to tell your story, then you need to tell your story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right.
0: And a real friend, honestly. But we also have to rem- would would want that. Right. Like yeah. if I'm if your story involves me at a time when I did something shitty and I was a shitty person, if that's the truth, then like I have to own that. And and there are some stories like we all have stories. We do not want people to tell about us. Right. But like if if the story comes out, then I have to say, yeah, my bad. Y'all. I did okay. that. <laughs> that was me. Right. here's who I am now. Like, hopefully there's enough distance. Like there's a big difference between five years ago, 10 years ago, Janice said, did this and last week. Right. Like you're like, Oh, uh, okay. But like, if, if your Hillsong story involves a time when I was the Hillsong robot and said and did something Hillsong ish, that was awful. I'm not going to hold you. Like tell that story. Like, that's fine. I know. Yeah. I said that. Damn. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm, yeah. I shouldn't have said that. But do not yeah. let that that story like hold you there or keep you keep you from telling it. Yeah. Again, like what's also
5: said is this. Story- it sounds like there's this institutional level like, of fear uh-huh. and this culture of fear. You know, we're we're talking yeah. about it on the indi- individual level, but yeah. the fact that they were handing out NDAs like it was candy. The fact that and, and some of these things, let me tell you from having collected like legal forms, like there's some stuff still in like a file somewhere. You know, like some of these things don't get you know, they don't get recorded. You have people sign shit and you don't it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't get, you know, stored and recorded. So the fact that they were doing it pro forma just to like scare people into like, you know, towing the line is just It was more
1: symbolic than anything. Yeah. Mm.
5: It's so wrong. Like half of these NDAs are probably unenforceable. You know, like people oh, yeah. don't know that though. It's just the fear of it, Absolutely. and also they're mm-hmm. never going to enforce it. They're never going to yeah. act on it. Let's be honest.
4: It's, it's not very in their expensive, best interest. And it's not in their yeah. best interest. Right.
5: Just out here spreading
2: fear. Right. Yeah. Like, that's
4: yeah. I mean, you know, kind of what you were saying, like that level of it, it's known that if you spoke up there will be some kind of re- uh, repercussion. Like, that's just, you're going to be reprimanded. Or shunned. Or, or something like that, you know? And it's, Yeah. Or shunned, or something. It wasn't just, it mm-hmm. was just always, like, subtle. But, you know, like, so for me, like, my experience was that uh, I was the, the lead of the video team for, I think, seven, eight, eight years, maybe less than that, around seven, here in New York City. And I started to push back. From the fuckery. I'm like, we're not going to do this. Like, this is too much. Luckily, I was older, you know, Then, I mean, I wasn't even that old. But, like, we're talking about, like, me and then, like, 19-year-olds. You know what I mean? So, I'm like, okay, let me, let me, let me try to protect them. Um, it's not like I was, like, an elder. It wasn't like I was, like, 60. No, no, um, listen.
0: 30s Hill Hillsong, you're an elder. <laughs> oh, <yeah>.
4: It's like, <laughs> elder, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so so you know I sort of kind of like push back and and I remember I was just like we're not gonna do this we're not gonna sit around on a Sunday all day waiting uh-huh. for Carl to show up maybe he'll show That's up smart. maybe he won't show up most sometimes he, we would be there all day and he won't show up and then like come to find out wow. he's in a different state hanging out with some other mm-hmm. people and I'm like we're not we're not gonna do this we're not gonna be you're not gonna call me at on Saturday night to go over to Carl's house to record something for Sunday because he he has announced he had announced that he was going to be there on Sunday. But all of a sudden, his, change, yeah. his plans have changed. So now he's going to be like, a, hey, church, I love you. Yeah. Can't be there, but I'm thinking about you. On Saturday night at 10 p.m., we're not going to do that anymore. And don't be calling my team. Like, literally, I was telling them because I know that they were going behind buy back to be calling these people because these people were so eager, right? Like, as a Mm -hmm. 19, 20, 21-year-old, like, you're so eager to to do whatever it takes. And go to Carl's house? And then, all of a sudden, and go to Carl's house and maybe see some celebrity Mm -hmm. somewhere. And then, you know, all of a sudden, I was, like, pushing back on these things, and then, all of a sudden, the word Mm. difficult was put out in the atmosphere. And we know... But so when you put difficult
5: mm.
4: and black yeah. woman together, it's dynamite. It was only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time. And then I got dismissed in the most humi- humiliating way. I'm not going to talk about it right now. But I got replaced by a white guy. Because they're like, we, 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 just want, we just want somebody who, can, who gets it, who, you know, we can roll with. Wow. I said, okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Yeah. That's yeah, not okay. So it's just to illustrate the fact that like whenever you you say something or you, even when you ask questions. Just holding it. All you are doing were holding yep. a boundary.
5: You laid out your boundary. You're holding people to it. You couldn't even do that. It's totally reasonable to say, don't call people last minute. Like you plan everything else to a T months before. Totally possible.
0: Right. Right. And not one of you where the situation reversed will go for this. Right.
5: Mm-mm. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Not for nothing. Mm-mm. That would like. never happen. And it's
0: just like the lack of, it's like, y'all know, y'all know who and how Carl Lentz is. You want these videos, have her come over one Saturday and do 20 of these. Let him change his little outfits and, and just go on and bank this. You know my man's is going to get invited to Who's ever's right. summer jam. Last and,
3: minute. going to go. he's with Chad Beach somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. right. right. Somebody's private plane is calling to go somewhere and he's not going to be available. It's like, just, uh, just bank him counts. and be ready.
3: That's the other one. Rich Rich Wilkerson Jr.? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
3: the clutching. like
0: all of them but it's it's just like this everything is a performance and we're all pretending the way things run here is not the way they run the way everyone here is is not the way they are <laughs> we're just pretending and we're all just helping these performances go on yeah. week after week Right. and then as soon as somebody stops and says okay at this point I'm not even mad at the performance and the show must go on fine but I'm not gonna let you treat my people like this right. to make the performance happen. Tighten, tighten up the schedule on this side, but I want my people to be treated better. And then it's like, it's like, no. So I think like ultimately people are the thing that that hold us there. And then people are the thing that eventually take us out either because I'm trying so hard to make things better for these people. yeah, mm-hmm. And I'm tired. Yeah. Like, to look back on yeah. it now and realize, like, how much pastoring I was doing with my connect group. Yeah. And, like, and I hold none of that against them. Like, that's that's fine. I'm glad I was there and glad to do it. I was given all this time, yeah. this energy, this effort, this money yeah. doing all of this, doing your job. And you were getting paid very well for doing what? What were y'all doing? Yeah, I'm mad. Awesome. Y'all had so much free time yep. yeah. to be out here yeah. hustling yeah. and swindling right. and having affairs oh. and sexually assaulting people. Right? How did you have this much time? Mm.
1: Too much time. Yep. Yeah. I think yeah. what what's frustrating to me is that we are people are starting to equate the people within it and the system. Like they're they're seeing it as one. And like yes, there's people within the system. Like you're saying, they're they're viewing it's just a container. Like Hillsong is a container, and there's people in it. They're equating the two things to be one, but it, the reality is that it's not. And 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 the worst part of it all is that they're using like theology to keep you and manipulate you to stay and believe that it is one because it's the body of Christ. And if you, if you speak against the body, you're hurting the body and you don't want to do that because then God's going to be mad at you. And then you're going to be reprimanded by God. So it's like, it's this whole like manipulation coming towards and against you. And you're just like, Mm -hmm. but like, once you're out and you realize that that's not the case and like, these are the people that Jesus was like talking against and saying, and like, like, preaching against these types of people then you're like oh shit it's yeah.
3: like the uh, it's like the end of beauty and the beast when all the furniture turns into real people and then we realize i wasn't furniture i was
0: <laughs> yes because
3: you get you get conditioned and yes! you really the fixture you're just right, you're just a cog yeah. in the world you're part of the system that's supporting this this
2: right. dynamo
3: like personality and it's the all the curse is all, broken yeah yeah i mean that's how a lot of this mean, you know like this is like the cautionary tales unfolding now because you know the, the furniture indeed had ears and y'all carried on the way you did in our presence
5: that part, in our presence
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: like the, the, the shit some of us heard like in elevator rides with some of the bastards and things like that like girl like the, the i got we teeth for you know, days like, so i mean you know now that the conditioning's wearing off, and you realize, okay, I can actually freely share my experience mm-hmm. and it can benefit people.
2: You know, it's so all coming up How <laughs> long it takes for an individual to get over the fear. Because I was in my bed, like, I got to call him past the scene.
3: Oh, I got to yeah. put the
2: past in the front of the Lord, God, get me. You <laughs> know? <laughs> or, or like not wanting to talk about your experience because it's gossip. Mm. Just- like yo like that I mean I literally I don't know how many meditations and therapies that I had to go through in order to just have the balls to say kiss my
3: ass
1: (laughs) 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 but I think that's (laughs) not I think that's a bigger thing within evangelicalism or within Christianity, because like I, I grew up and my dad was a pastor and a missionary. And that's something that like I grew up seeing where he would tell me, oh, you can't talk bad about pastors or you can't talk bad about this man, the man of God or the woman of God. And I was like, why not? Like they're shitty people. They're, <laughs> they're fucked up. They're hurting. And, and it would be something we would be like in debate about all the time of like, no, that." that no one is exempt from it. Everyone right. should have and should face accountability. Yeah,
2: um, yeah. It was definitely yeah. killing for me to have to go through that. I literally had to go yeah. to the polar opposite of the reverence that I had for him. I literally had, because I'm not a person to just be out here calling people names, you know, like, yes. but I literally had to go to the polar opposite of how I saw him. Cause I, he was like a deity. Him and Sharon, they were like a deity. You couldn't do anything wrong. Oh, yeah. Whoever they touched, they had the mind, you know, they had the mindest touch. It was it. So I had to literally go on the other end and curse and say all of this stuff in order for me to be like, okay, they're just like me. They're just like you. I can call them anything. I, okay, I, I, I can call me a bitch. I'm a bad bitch, but you a bitch ass. You know, I could do that. I do that. Bad bitch bitch ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just for me to stop the the biting yeah. the nails in the middle of the night, or, if, you know, if I die today, is God going to say, oh, yeah, you fucked up, Mary, because he really was the good man, you know? Mm. Like, you know think about all of that stuff. Hey, listen, it's yeah. a main
5: fuck of it.
2: Like, stop myself yeah. and do something extreme to get out
1: yeah. of and it's crazy because we like protestantism or even evangelicalism like preaches or talks against like other branches like catholicism because they have saints but yet we are also putting pastors on the same level mm-hmm. um when we have the same rituals just with different labels I-
0: yeah yeah. Right. right. This whole idea of it. Yeah, you can't speak against the the man or God or the woman or God. I was like, well, what are we? Right. Like, how are
1: they? Right. I was why, created in yeah, the image why, of God too.
5: And I thought <laughs> and we were getting away theology? from that—the middleman, you know. Like uh, yes, is the whole right, point of right. Protestantism exactly. is to get away from having that barrier, you know? But here we are, just putting putting back in a barrier. Right.
0: Yeah. So we'll jump to some of the questions about the documentary cuz one thing was I was asked what was something in the interview, something I said in the interview that didn't make the final cut. A and lot. I was like, well, uh, most things cuz they cut <laughs> they cut a lot like yeah. And to be fair, I'm like I think I think they did a good job. Someone asked, should there have been more NYC narrative or not? Nah? And I was like, no, I'm actually glad that they they started with Carl, but like I don't I don't like that people have been so fascinated on him because I'm like Carl is not the main issue. Like mm-hmm. he's a good starting point, but like let's not let's not get it twisted. This does go back to the roots, so I'm glad that they did that they did go back. Um but they did my appearance was maybe 2 to 5% of what what I said, what they asked me about. Because um, one of the things that I said, you know, something that didn't make the final cut, like I was expecting to be in way more trouble because when they were like, oh, do you think like, Hillsong is a cult? And I was like, "Oh, I think Hillsong is a cult within a cult. I think evangelicalism is a cult. Ooh, that's dumb. um I think, yeah. I think that's, that's the main thing. Mm. And, you know, and I said, a lot of people when they think cult, they're thinking about, oh, well, people are people killing themselves, right? Like, that's that's the extreme we go to. Like, is this taking people's lives? And then I'm like, well, I mean, if you get down to the whole point of, of evangelicalism, what are we all doing? I'm giving my life because he gave his for me. That, that's a cult. Like this whole thing, we've subjected ourselves, putting ourselves under other people, giving of our time, giving of our money, giving of everything. It's not just the things that we did. It was the things we weren't doing, the things we're depriving ourselves mm-hmm. of, the way mm-hmm. we're modifying our behavior, yeah. just, just everything. We are literally giving our lives yeah. to this thing. And Hillsong yeah. didn't do that that's evangelicalism. Yeah. I'm like this thing to me, you know, at this point it's hard for me because I want people to have what they want. I want them to have what they need. And a lot of people still think they need the church. They need this, this structure and this organization. So I'm all for it. Like, I want you to have a healthy, a healthy version of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, do I believe that it actually exists that in evangelicalism as I know it? No. I can't speak to anything else. Like, we get so into this. We we equate it with Christianity. Like, I make that mistake, too. Like, I talk about it like, oh, it's just Christianity. I'm like, no, I was in a very specific branch. There are a lot of other mainstream, mainline, you know, churches with liturgy and with rules and where people do go to school and do, you know, <laughs> have actual credentials. I can't speak to that. I don't know what the Episcopalians are up to. I don't know what Methodists are doing. I don't, you know, so those things... I can't speak to. But evangelicalism, the megachurch sphere, the Tread. Pentecostal charismatic kind of world, to me, I'm like, it's just unsafe, just at its roots, yeah. just at its foundations. I think you can find pockets that are okay, maybe for now. I think there, maybe there is a certain size where it can be all right. Or I don't know if you're dealing with, you know, cause like Joanna, you've talked about your mom's church and how they take care of each other. But I'm like, ah.
5: But I do think at all of these places, all of these churches, because I'm still trying to come to terms with it, right? But there is somebody in that church being harmed. There is somebody in that church, like, for example, even my mom's church, where it's like, women can't preach in the church, you right. know? So right. it's like, it's great for some people, but not for everyone. You know, there's still a little girl growing up thinking, like being silenced, really, yeah. you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. and let's not even I mean this is in Jamaica so like the homopho the rampant homophobia of yep. the church yep. which yep. is like now cultural like right. it's you know there are people right. being harmed that
2: so we should just boil it up to the King James that's the problem mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. so to so the we can yeah. start
1: from there sure yeah, exactly but okay. it's Be- funny though because King James was gay so exactly <laughs> oh right But that's self-hatred. I found that out on Doctor Who. I
2: didn't even know
0: that. (laughs) I said, "Mm -hmm. Surprisingly educational. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. So in in that vein, and one of the questions was, and I gave you, it was good, but like they didn't even touch on the harm done to LGBTQ? Nope.
2: Nope. Like it wasn't even me.
0: Go
1: ahead. That was a big part of what I talked about. So even in your previous question, like how much did they include? Like 2% of what I said, which was a little bit disappointing because there were, there's so much to be said. But at the same time, I could see how the documentary was setting the stage. Like you said, Janice, it was really well done. Um, there was so much that was included in just three episodes. Like it, I have friends who didn't know anything about the church and it it helped right. them understand the structure and and the background and the foundation of it. Yeah. And And I'm hoping for there to be more and for more stories to be told. There is more stories to be really? told and uncovered. <laughs> but no, they didn't touch anything on LGBTQ ambiguity, the purposeful ambiguity that Hillsong has towards their LGBTQ policies. Right. And I never got a straight answer until right. recently when I talked to Janice and I, I heard a few things. But that was like, that was it. Like nothing right. was ever said within the documentary. That was that was a big part of my story. It's It is a part of my story, a big part of it. And none of it was included. And I think for me, what's what frustrated me more is if we were to want to bring the system down, you do it with money and with people who are influential. And there's a lot of influential people who are part of Hillsong who are LGBTQ allies um, or who are queer themselves. And so if we were to express the reality of what's happening in the lower ranks or people who who are volunteers and leaders and they're being mentored and told they can't identify as LGBTQ, that they have to identify as a child of God, that's something that's really harmful and if it were to be exposed, I don't think they would be within the church itself. But it wasn't mentioned and I'm and I'm hoping that in the future it is more widely mentioned. Yeah. yeah.
4: So one thing about the documentary is that so this is how I see the documentary. I think The documentary is like the first domino. Yeah. Um, Because we know that there are a lot of other documentaries that are in the works right now. And I know that now everybody, not everybody, a lot of people are excited and they want their piece of their pie. So they're working on, you know, hearing from people. It makes me chuckle to see now when an article comes out, like now all of a sudden... All of these journalists are like, if you have a story to tell, Mm -hmm. share with us, (laughs) which, you know, is great. But also at the same time, like this is a hot topic. So people want literally the piece of the hot pie. Mm -hmm. But the documentary, like the way that I watched it was that it wasn't necessarily. Well, first of all, it couldn't cover everything because it's so complex. Yeah. Right. It just it it just not it's not possible in three hours. It's not possible to 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 cover everything. It was it was setting the stage for people who may not have even heard about Hillsong, right? Like, or maybe they had heard about it somewhere, but they really kind of did not know what it was about. And I feel like they basically worked with like the public information that they had, you know what I mean? Like they, they didn't, they didn't from, apart from like you, Janice, Noemi, uh, and some insiders, like they didn't, from what i felt like they didn't have really any like stories of the people who were at nyc and like who were there and like really talking about this complex culture that was happening culture of abuse that was happening you know so the next documentaries that are going to come out they're obviously going to include the stuff that we have learned all the art- the art- articles and the scandals that weren't able to be included in the documentary
1: because like all of these scandals literally came out like the day before. <laughs> yeah. But I think that I, I completely agree with that. And what, and, and I do agree that it was the first domino. If we were to want to quote Mary from last episode, um, the dominoes that are falling, um, it was the cut kind of the first one. And, and this is something that like I had started speaking up since what 2020. And, and I was part of the business insider article um, where a lot of people started sharing their stories, and they only reached out to us because of the Carl situation, and we were like, "No, nope, it's not just Carl. Carl is a byproduct of everything that's happening." Exactly. But at the time, like that wasn't something that could be said. So I do see it as a huge step forward for them to frame now the fact that it wasn't just Carl. It's like a huge thing, and like Brian Houston was like the main player and the the protagonist in the whole the whole situation. So I, I, I am grateful for that. And I do commend, um, Dan, uh, for doing that, but yeah, there's definitely still, there is I'm- more. <laughs>
5: I'm happy. I agree. And I'm happy that they framed it in such a way and talked about it globally, because if you put it in context now, you see, you know, I think there are a lot of I'm glad they also had the Ukraine um, former pastors on as well, because there's been a lot of that sort of sea change, right, that we we don't even see. Like the, the, the ones in Norway, like there's, there's a lot of them. So now I'm, sh- I'm happy that people who are like, well, it was just New York or just in the U S you know, now they can say, wait a minute, let's look at Brian. Like before we were giving him the benefit of the doubt, but like, you know, if it's rotten at the core and you know, they're going to be dismissing elders and all of that, then Is this still a church? Like, what are we doing here? You know? And I hope people start to, people all over the world start to really examine that and and think about it.
1: Yeah. And start to question who is this global board that they keep saying that they have?
5: Yeah.
0: Ain't nobody. (laughs) Just vibes. No names. So you guys either look at the list and pick a question that you want to take on or just think about something, something you want to say. Um, and I'm gonna give a little a little spiel right now, and then we'll we'll kind of close out with that. But what I wanted to say as far as the documentary and kind of this the dominoes falling, and now people wanting wanting to tell their stories. Uh, ben and I have been working on a little a little Google form, a little email address, Hillsong Rehab, just a place to come kind of just tell your story. Uh, We got some questions on there just about kind of where you're at, how you're doing, what would justice look like for you. We have nothing, nothing professional, nothing truly therapeutic to offer. This is just kind of a connection point because I will say kind of behind the scenes of the documentary, this was Discovery and New York Post, Vanity Fair at the same time, They've been gearing up, planning to do a documentary. They they're still working on it, and so I think all of us were approached, kind of like by both of these teams, and had a decision to make. I was initially working with Vanity Fair. The reason I ended up going with Discovery was because Vanity Fair had an exclusivity clause, Mm. and so their thing was basically you can't do anything talk to anyone kind of create anything you know that has to do with this subject matter for i think it was 12 months after the release of like the last episode of whatever they do so i was for me i was like no i'm yeah. not <laughs> i was like you guys are gonna have to give me all kinds of of leeway and also i want a hard out date because i don't know that could be forever. If y'all never release this documentary, then you've got people's right. stories tied up. <laughs> like, it's bad enough. Hillsong already owned people's stories. Exactly. We already been, have been yeah. under, you know, times to felt like we couldn't talk. And I was like, I don't want to do that again. I'm not giving my story to somebody else. So at Discovery, they had the same clause, but when I was like, I don't want to do it, they just took it out. So that was why I ended up going with, with Discovery. And so for the people who are now considering coming onto these projects, be aware of things like that. Be aware of what people are asking you to sign. I just want everybody to know that your story is your story and that, again, these people are doing good work, but they're doing it for their own motives, for their own reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think my my dream, if there were going to be another... I'm like, I would love for somebody who was actually part of Hillsong, who was actually in it, who actually understands to eventually pick up one of these projects and do something. Because... It's great that these people are coming along. But again, they're doing it for their reasons, because it is hot, because it is the thing of the moment, which is also why, you know, things like the LGBTQ issue. I talked a lot about race that didn't come up as much, but these are things that are not as not as salacious. Right. Uh And and harder to prove. And just you have to lay more groundwork for. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it would have been a mess if they had tried, honestly. And I think it's good that they didn't. I'm glad that they kept it kind of broad because again, this was good for a lot of people to just get a grasp of what are, oh, oh, there's a lot of surface level wrong here. And so a lot of these deeper issues, they just need just a more deft kind of hand right. anyway. Um, so I don't know what Vanity Fair's angle is gonna be I think we still have a lot of room to to kind of steer and guide and direct that. Um so even with with the Hillsong rehab, you know, we do have a question on there about about the documentary. I have talked to the people. I'm not specifically affiliated with with it at this point, but like we do have we do have that door open there where we can be like, "Hey, this is what people would want to talk about. This is what people would want to hear about." So I think that would be a good a good way for us to all kind of keep our stories in hand and decide what we want to do with them. Because something else that happened, you know, around the time business insider was doing their story, a lot of people told their stories and then they went nowhere, Mm -hmm. which is an awful thing, right. To do all this emotional work. And then it just, the article just never happens or your part gets cut or whatever. So I think a lot of people, Got burned out, and so there's a danger of that too. So, as you are kind of ready to tell your stories, I would say again, come see us at Hillsong Rehab. We're not going to do anything with your story. Like, we'll commiserate with you. I would recommend Do Better Church. You know, it's like if you're just looking for a place to kind of share your story and see how it goes, because uh, it is kind of like a practiced skill. It is emotionally taxing. Mm-hmm. I forget because I'm I'm dead inside and have been doing this for a while. <laughs> but it is you would enjoy- know, <laughs> <right. laughs> Just just tearing people's wounds open like ah, you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but it is well. I'm. I better yeah. Jump on in.
4: I'm no sorry. Sorry to interrupt. I I'm glad that you said that. I think definitely the thing about sharing your stories to some of these networks at the end of the day, they don't care about our soul. Like they don't like, that's just the reality. And also it's just too, it's like too overwhelming. Like they care about the latest scoop. They want, they want the latest scoop. They want to know I, you know, you were there, you saw this per- person, you have, you can name drop, etc. Right. Which is fine. Like that's going to serve its own purpose, but it's not going to, they're not gonna like follow up and be like, Hey, how how you know, how are you doing? Like, could we provide any kind of like psychiatric you know, whatever? They're not gonna do that. So I'm just I'm just reiterating that I'm glad that you said that. But as a creative, like I feel and I kinda put it out there, I feel like the people of Hillsong NYC, and I can only attest to that, I can only speak to that, in terms of creativity, we're dealing with some of the most talented people of our generation whether it's song, singer, songwriter, whether it's, you know, audio t- audio technician, um, photographers, dancers, all of that stuff, poets, right? So, like, my uh, my thing is, like, whatever your gift is, whatever that thing comes to you, try to tell your story through that. And it doesn't have to be, like, You're singing a song, Hillsong did this to me. Maybe it will, you know, cool. If that's it, that's fine. But as a singer-songwriter, like, you have something in you that you're going to tap, you're going to write lyrics about something that's so uncomfortable, you don't even know how to put words to it outside of, you know, lyric context or outside of a a photo. And so, like, I encourage those who have that creative inclination to start processing through their gifts, however that look, looks like. Because that sure is what I'm doing. Like, as, as a, a screenwriter, like, I've been processing not only Hillsong stuff, I've been processing grief, I've been processing, you know, stuff, heavy stuff, like sexual assault, like all of that stuff. Like, I've been processing all of that through me writing and inventing characters and inventing situations that don't exist and places and all of that stuff, you know? So I would just say, that's a, that's a start. That's something that you can start on your own, and it will bring huge relief. It's not the end of it, but it's definitely the beginning of something.
0: And Abena, you don't know, but I think just yesterday I added a question because we had talked about, like, how are, how are you processing through? And then I added another one, like, if if there were to ever be an exhibit or a compilation or, a you know, whatever, would you want to be part of that? Because, yeah, because the documentary phase that, that's great that's what's happening but i do i do want to see people telling their stories in their own ways under their own power Ooh. without having to have yeah like these capitalistic third parties right well while mm-hmm. it's hot let me I love that. let me do whatever so that's that's my spiel on that who who wants to go first and tackle take on whatever question or say say whatever you want to say
3: i have one quick and easy one uh somebody Brought up that uh, change.org petition for the. Uh,
5: <laughs> oh yeah, what? Um, what is it at?
3: You rest master- Just demanding that they consult ex-members and survivors and their in their independent review. It's a, it's up to 3,200 signatures. So. Oh,
0: oh wait, the petition. Yeah. I'm torn about that. Like I signed it. I was Same. like, uh, okay, fine. But then I was like. First of all, again, who who is doing this? I don't think it was a Hillsong person. Like, I think it was just religion shouldn't hurt. Uh, um, but because I was like, what is? Again, I don't want people's stories getting locked up. Like, oh, I talked to Hillsong, and they're saying, well, you talked to us, so it's fine now. Uh, and also, this is this is kind of like taking their independent review seriously. I'm like, I know, I don't want to talk to you about it. You already know. But whatever, but right, unless you got my fine.
2: coins, like, right. out? You know what I'm saying? I thought they had the Man Hill song to consult with X members to give them back their coins.
0: That's what I thought. It was right? Oh it yeah. says, No, no, it's just to consult with them. That's a, like, which is fine. Like it's not the worst thing in the world. Like I said, I signed it. I'm like, okay, but he's not. Sold. I don't know. Again. It's third parties coming in and trying to trying to do something helpful, but like this is this is more work for us. Now I gotta talk to somebody
1: from Hillsong hmm. about yeah.
5: Hillsong.
1: <laughs> like my story's already out there. Watch the documentary, read the articles.
5: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Also, I know the process is such a BS that it's just like I'm not
1: it's all over. You gotta read. I, it also requires for Hillsong to see the numbers and be like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think that would happen.
3: How about I think if they changed it to say, demand Hillsong allow ex members and survivors to conduct independent <laughs> reviews. <laughs>
1: that's different and for them to pay for it like i don't want to pay for it they can pay for it and then that's, we'll, a, that's right the there. petition that's yeah. the petition i want
0: like yeah. how do we get our money back
3: i reverse engineered that um i don't know if y'all had this thing where you you felt like any minute you could be chosen last minute to be the uh, offering talk presenter <laughs> before uh, this was our, no this was Jimmy. Program.
0: no no okay. we didn't Just we didn't we knew <laughs> we were never
3: I feel like well, uh, last round when when y'all brought it up like from that point like since then I've been like reverse engineering the offering talk in my head to realize like okay what if we were the rulers who entrusted our riches with these people mm. and now we're coming back to see what have you done with it you better
5: say that again. You see, right, right. That's yeah, well. me.
3: where are we? Right. we to the real estate, what's that? Yes, right like? yes, my mm-hmm.
5: investment. You gotta show me, show me the
3: money.
2: money. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, my, my whole thing is at least the government should just take a look at it and say, okay, you know what? They free labor, they get you know, they don't pay taxes and they're out here abusing people. Like, what can we do to kind of stop this or you know
1: in order to well at least in the u.s to get the irs to audit a church okay. is really difficult
5: yeah
1: so and I don't know <laughs> yeah yeah
5: basically, basically
1: i don't know yeah. what it would look like in australia <laughs> I, because that's what i was thinking australia might be a friendlier
5: venue for that
1: yeah and i know a lot of people have been requesting to look into hillsong in australia and that would probably be more effective because that's like where it originated and where they right. had. I don't know. I know they were planning to move their offices or like the the global office, whatever, to California. That's what I heard once. Uh, but I'm and and that's smart of them and very strategic because the U.S. will never investigate. Um, but I don't know what mm-hmm. it would look like in Australia. Yes.
2: In my mind, I'm like punching the air. Okay, that's how pissed I punching it. Yeah, air. you know what I mean. Welcome like, to the air punching club. <laughs> literal <laughs> talents. Yeah, they're <laughs> just out here, just dipping and dodging, moving and just sliming all over the place. A little slimy tail.
5: Listen, mm. all that property in Arizona—that's what caught my attention. Mm, oh, yeah. That
0: property in New York. Mm.
5: Oh, yeah. they have that an office building. in Manhattan,
0: yeah. Listen, I want a
5: piece of that by invitation only. In Look, how many How many LLCs? Did Never they got see? to see oh, it. 40, Listen, 40, when 40, they started counting them LLCs, oh, yeah, how many uh, LLCs? The,
3: the Lord's Liability
0: Corporation.
2: <laughs> 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 oh, that's a good, good one. one. <laughs> They oh. was out here collecting coins. They have been getting it, and we got gods. That's we that's got got Out here What was you? Were you a centurion? I was in the middle. What was it? The five oh, the
3: hundred. No,
0: we had it. We had
3: different. We had the, it was, it was kingdom
0: builders.
2: Yes. Kingdom, kingdom
0: builders. builders. Army of faithful. <laughs> no, it was army of faithful believers. Oh,
3: that translates. Kingdom, kingdom builders.
5: But we, what was the name? We didn't was have it? The well, they changed it from kingdom builders. I'm literally, I think I have a mental block because I was part of this team.
2: I don't know what the highest level was. The highest level was the kingdom people, the kingdom builders, the ki- kingdom. So Army of Faithful Believers, and then it was the Centurions, and it was the kingdom
5: people
0: at Wave
2: we,
5: c- we completely changed the names. We didn't use those titles. No,
0: we had Army of Faithful Believers. That was the lowest. Yeah,
5: we started, and then I, I don't know if Carl just didn't like the names of it, but we like changed until we did it wow but i just remember so wait, if you serve that team you have the to occupiers <laughs> uh no <laughs> <laughs> if you were on that team you had to be a part of it so you had to give above yeah, yeah. your tithes and offering so you I already heard it. Serving... I found it <laughs> so,
1: so it, oh god yeah it's vision impactor up to Four thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. And Kingdom Builder five thousand and above. Wait, so it was two? Yeah. Cause
0: yeah. the, army of Faith maybe is in the army of faithful believers. Maybe everybody is an army of faithful believer. Like that's like that the, was the, the dollar,
1: <laughs> the dollar people. Presence. But if you if you want to get like <laughs> higher up and, and be more the like vision impactor and then kingdom builder.
2: Mind you, I was out here giving five hundred dollars. They said, "Oh, you still an army of faithful believers."
1: Uh, <laughs> there it is.
5: See, that's where I want my money back from.
2: Exactly, vision that impactor. Thing. It's oh, wow. like
5: maybe I won't get the tides back.
2: We ready? I'm on. Yeah my class action lawsuit i'm ready because y'all I'm, trying to, I'm trying to go
5: in before the class action you know what i'm saying get right. some real money right. that's real <laughs>
2: cuz then you get like a
5: dollar <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah
0: Forty-three dollars Be like, no, I need Hillsong to to impact my vision. Here's some credit for Hillsong merch to build my kingdom. Hey, I need, I need to build my kingdom. Hey, I'm a goddess
2: now. So my kingdom needs to be built. <laughs> I need to have a heart for this house. <laughs>
5: This house needs <laughs> a roof. Come on, money
0: hills
2: yeah. off. Money, wait,
0: run me my money. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joanna, you go. What's what's the question you want to tackle, or something you wanted
5: to say? <laughs> uh, I guess I said it. I was really about the the investments in real estate. Reminds me of the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. and just how much wealth they have, and like all the abuse that that church mm-hmm. has, you know, wrought across the world. And just it just felt so dirty all this time. Like it's all my tithe money going to amassing all this property in some of the like the richest, you know, zip codes in Arizona. And oh um, I also wanted to talk about the the culture of fear. I mean, it's hard to tell people, just go ahead and talk, but it doesn't have to be publicly, Mm -hmm. you know, just to you know, come back to, like, Hillsong Rehab. If it's not that, it's a friend. If it's not that, it's a journal. Just start somewhere to start processing some of these things. And just, you know, even if you felt you weren't affected or it wasn't that bad, you know, like, you'd be surprised. You know, I I would have said I had a relatively good experience. I would have said that. But looking back at stuff now and everything that I've eaten – And just taken and silenced myself. It's, looking back, it's like, hasn't been great. Um, And just, even suppressing, you know, just, yeah, words and anything. My intelligence, just like, numbing myself to things and not saying anything. It just, it really affects you. So just, I would say, start processing. Them NDAs pay no attention. They will not... They will. They have too much legal trouble going on right now. Most people are not going to enforce them. NDAs. Do not be afraid of an NDA. Listen, this is not official legal advice, but I'm just saying. The
3: is broken, right?
5: Yeah. Do it.
4: Break it. That's good. Tell it.
5: That's it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I like that.
4: Yeah, I agree, and also like. If ever there's still yeah. a little bit of fear involved, like get other people who signed the NDA to like, but like get yeah. a group of y'all, especially those who have left and had to sign an NDA in order to, to leave or even to like, you know, get some kind of severance package or whatever. Get the rest of the people who you know you're talking to, but they mm. don't want to talk publicly. That's Make like form a, yeah. like form a group. And as a group, like, yeah maybe they could come against one person, right? But like as a group, they're not going to, they're not going to. And as fearful as people are about speaking against Hillsong,
0: Hillsong is cowards. They're all cowards. Boston. Like they use the fear that they have. They know they have over you. And then two seconds beyond that, like they've got nothing. Mm -hmm. Like as soon as you're not afraid of them anymore, all they have for you is fear. Like cowards. Like a
5: bully.
1: They got nothing. Uh, Noemi, what you got to say? Um, I was trying to scroll through all the questions that were sent. And there's someone, there's some that are really good. Um, but one that stuck out to me that I want to focus on. And I think we've already mentioned a few of it or, or a bit of it. But uh, the question is like, how do you heal? I don't think there is a formula to heal. Like everyone has their own way to get there. And I will, I'm definitely still on the journey I think it's probably going to be even a lifelong journey. But there's a few things that I did and I can share from my experience. I wrote down my story and I read it to myself. That was the first thing that I did. What happened to me? Like, what was the situation? And I just started writing. And and I ended up writing like almost three to four pages. Uh, and I stepped back. I left it and I came back and read it. And that was very eye-opening to me because there were things that I had pieced together before, but I hadn't seen it all together. And I knew about them because I experienced them, but I hadn't like sat down and read it all at one time. And I let the tears flow and I let the air punches go. And it was really frustrating. But then from that space, I was also able to say, okay, how... For me, as someone who is an activist, how can I now share my story in the best way possible for other people to understand so that they can hopefully also share their story? That was just the storytelling part of it. I also went to therapy. That was something that worked for me. I found a Latinx therapist because that's who I needed as a Latinx person and someone who was also LGBTQ, uh, because that's also something I needed. So I was very specific in the type of therapist that I looked for. And and someone who was trauma-informed was very important to me as well, because I knew I had experienced trauma. I knew I had gone through a traumatic experience, but I didn't know what specifically. And I obviously didn't want to self-diagnose. So with my therapist being trauma-informed, that was something we went through. And it took about almost two years in order for him to say and pinpoint, okay, like you have PTSD. It's not something that happens overnight and, and, and talking to a therapist will not happen overnight. It took, it takes time to open up to someone, but someone who is a professional, who has the experience, who knows how to listen and support you in the best way possible. That's something that was helpful for me. And also, if I'm and if you need it, and I needed it at the time, i I had to take a step back and I admitted myself into a psychiatric hospital twice because of my experience. And that was something that I needed, and it was the best step back and support that I received. And I would not be alive today if it wasn't for that. And if that is something that you were looking for, it is definitely, easier in the US. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure about systems in other countries, but I'm more than happy to guide you as a public health professional on how to find that support and going to a psychiatric hospital or getting that um, psychiatric support or mental health support. I can guide you. I'm not qualified to support you in that, but I am happy to hold your hand and walk you through it to get there. So I think those are the big things and time. It takes time. It, and it's going to take a lot of tears. I know this is going to sound very churchy, but I love and I think about it all the time. There's a part in the Bible, a scripture that says Jesus wept, but it doesn't say how long. So however long it takes you to go through that, like sit in it. It's okay. And mm-hmm. and there's people here with open arms ready to receive you. I think that's that's something that's been healing for me. And that's obviously, like I said, there's no one formula, but that's what's been helpful. Um, in my healing process.
0: Beautiful.
4: Abena?
1: I will tackle the how do you
4: feel? How did you feel watching it? Most people who, uh, with who I've kind of talked to about the, the documentary, most people felt triggered, <laughs> regardless of how long they had been in Hillsong, regardless of their gender, <laughs> regardless of their um, position there's something about something that was triggering mm-hmm. so yeah it's triggering and we're all triggered at the same time and with social media and all of that stuff like it just heightens it right so i mean with that i would say kind of what noemi was saying is like we need to it's we need to be okay with feeling triggered about different things. One of the worst part of the documentary was episode three, listening to Frank Houston's audio in 2004, when he was talking about these little boys. That part literally made my skin crawl. And, you know, other people were like, I've had conversations where people, just the sound of Carl's voice took them back to a specific place right most of us who were part of hillsong nyc know exactly where we were when we heard those sermons that were in the documentary like we i can tell you this was at gramercy this was at irving plaza this was at playstation like we know that stuff so yeah it's 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 a it's a it's complex like i was definitely hella triggered about a lot of things i was triggered the night before even watching it I also understand people who are not ready to watch it, and that's okay. Some people are like, I'm never going to watch it. That's fine. If that's not what you need right now, then that's not what you need right now. Some people watch it already trying to see the flaws, and that's okay too. Like, if that's where you're at, that's fine. But just don't, like, (laughs) just don't come for, like, You know, people who are actually trying to make a difference, like, just don't come for, you know, you, Janice, or anybody who's, like, speaking out against it, because at the end of the day, and this is something that I will forever reiterate, like, at the end of the day, those of us who are speaking out in any capacity is because we know too much to shut up. Like, we just know too much, and we we actually care about people. That we just we have no choice but to talk about the 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 evil <laughs> that's there. And I you know, it's evil is such a heavy word. I rarely use it, but in this context, there's nothing other than that that I can use. Like it's evil. And I'm not calling one person specific evil, but everybody has their own thing. Some people watched it halfway, and then they had to stop because it was just too much. People just need to take their time. They need to acknowledge their emotions. They need to feel how their body is feeling and take their time. And there's no... I was going to say there's no right or wrong. The only thing I would say is wrong like if you start attacking people. Like, just
0: don't do that. Unless it's me that's attacking not, Carl Lanson, you know, in that case. Same thing. That's that's not, like, there. No <laughs> so I'll take on... Kind of two for one, um, somebody asked, if someone is still at Hillsong after all this, is all hope lost for them to ever see? How do we approach? And then someone asked, how do the abusers in NYC still have jobs? And on this, this is where I start getting a little mean. mean, this This is where I'm tired. For people who are still in Hillsong, I don't think there is anything to be said to them really I if if you don't see I don't know how you don't see and there's and if, if you're not seeing from everything that's happening and everything that's out like there's nothing that I can say or do that's going to like flip that switch for you mm-hmm. when I was in it I saw what I saw and I made it make sense until I couldn't anymore until it just didn't anymore yeah. and I think nobody knows we all we all have a chink in our Hillsong, our mega church, our evangelical armor somewhere is different for everybody. And nobody could have known what my what my weak point was. Nobody could have known what I was already thinking, what I was already processing, because, you know, as much as even evangelical leaders, the people who are railing against deconstruction, as much as they want to pretend like, you know, people just wake up one day and decide to leave. Like that doesn't? I'm sure it happens because everything is possible, right? So somebody that is somebody's story somewhere. Yeah. I haven't met that person. <laughs> like yeah. for everyone I've ever talked to, it's Sorry. it took us years to get in. It takes years to get out, yeah. right? And so in hindsight, we can say, "Oh well, yeah, back in I can say back in 2010, this is what was worrying me about Hillsong." But it wasn't enough and i thought i could still fix it and in 2011 this is what the issue was like there was always something there's an issue but there's but there's but there's always a reason there's always some way to make the math math until it doesn't anymore and then you're like oh okay now i'm out Mm -hmm. that's enough so for the people who are still in it i i don't have anything to say but i'm also not pulling punches anymore i mean (laughs) we started you know talking about the people who would say it's a cult And I guess we're still having that conversation. We're just on the other side of it now. It's like you're in a cult. (laughs) No? Okay. Well, (laughs) did you? Do you? Did you see that? uh, I think it was a Netflix
2: special, and it was talking about cults and how um, there's a certain part of the brain that shuts off when they get a belief that is um, that they resonate with, and it's just like, okay, this is my belief. He said that it makes no use arguing because that part of Mm -hmm. their brain is sealed, like. I was just like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. So that calmed me down off of the comments a little bit, um, the comment section
3: of (laughs) spring. Nobody to fix.
0: Yeah. 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 Like, and people, people, they are in it and they are about it and are going to be. So I say, like, don't, don't argue with people. Let them approach because they will. And then just be honest and just tell your story and like, leave the door open, but there's nothing. You can't drag people out. I will continue to keep setting fire to this building that you're in and hope that you run out eventually. Like it's not personal. I'm trying to burn the building down. You're trying to stay in it. (laughs) I would rather you didn't, (laughs) but you are going to come out one way or the other eventually. So that's that as far as, you know, how do the abusers and NYC still have jobs? This is where I get mean and I'm saying, because you're still paying your tithes and you're still going there. Like I I get very irritated with the people who come into my DMs still part of Hillsong who are like trying to use me as their like a tag dog to say the things that they want mm. to say or the issues. You still go there. Okay, you right. still pay your time. You still serve on a weekend. This is how they still have jobs. Yep. This you is still a listen capitalist to the music organization. <laughs>
1: Give them streams.
0: It yeah
1: yeah and,
0: and this is where it gets hard and this, this is where you have to have some principles and say all right what do i actually believe in what do i actually want to support and what am i willing to sacrifice christians we love sacrifice until <laughs> so, like it gets real and it's like but i like this song well then we're gonna the keep sex. on existing mm-hmm. and i don't i don't know what to tell you but right. I, don't, I also don't understand why you're acting like this is some mysterious process. How do they still have jobs? Because they still have money to pay these people. How do they still have money? Because you're still giving it to them. Right. And I can't do anything about that. Right. Your song hasn't gotten any of my dollars Facts. in a long time. So I...
3: How can they go? There's nothing... We send them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. And for the people, like, I don't know... I kind of like want to do a diagram and and try to figure out like what are people holding on to at this point Mm -hmm. because when it was oh it's just bad fruit okay we're not talking about how is this tree producing all this bad fruit we're just gonna pretend like it's just a bad season I guess I don't know (laughs) all the bugs ate this fruit fine we're gonna get rid of the fruit but the tree the tree is still good we've seen now that the roots are bad like we were giving Brian Houston all the benefit of the doubt Carl Lentz is just a, a bad actor uh, and all of the people under him, okay, they're bad too. But that's because of Carl, right? And I guess Carl is bad because of America. I don't know. So these American pastors, yeah, they're falling and off too. To um, why all these other places are having problems? I don't know. I don't know. They're just too far away from Brian. But but Australia is good. At that we see like no, the roots, the roots are bad. Mm-hmm. So what are y'all hanging on to? Mm-hmm. The fruit is bad. The roots are bad. It's the whole the spread has been bad. bad what are you holding on to and for what? Like, mm-hmm. let, let Hillsong go. It's a church. Yeah. It's not the church.
2: I think it kind of connects, like, you know how some people won't let racism go. Like, it's just like, oh, cause my grandpa said, you know, and my grandpa was a good person, but your grandpa was racist. And it's just, it's right. almost like for them to turn around and say, okay, this is racist, is denouncing their grandpa. Cause their grandpa was a good person to them. That's kind of how I feel like these people at Hillsong are. It's just like you see it, but it's just your loyalty to, to almost like family is holding but
1: I, I would I would even broaden it more if you want to use that same ideology and say like the Confederate flag. People hold on to it because they say it's culture. Exactly. Like, oh, Southern culture. I'm like, mm. no, but this is like a symbol of abuse and racism and it's white supremacy. Exactly. And you still want to hold on to it? Like, that's how I feel when I see Hillsong. Like, you're still holding on to Hillsong for what? Like, for the culture? I'm like, that culture's not, uh, good luck. It's not, it's yeah. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good.
3: It's yeah. the Confederacy.
5: And I think. <laughs> Ooh,
3: yeah, it is. Maybe not a, maybe not a fair call. Yeah.
5: I mean, the white supremacy it's, runs deep. Yeah. That, it was definitely there. <laughs> we
4: said it. I gotta go, y'all. Yeah. um But it was a pleasure. Nice to nice meet you, Mary and James, Noemi.
5: It's nice, Noe, it you, nice to see you,
4: Jordan,
0: Good times Hi. over, bad times, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
2: see you soon. Bye.
0: Bye. 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 I got it. I gotta let all y'all go. Another, another great episode about terrible things mm-hmm. and we'll see, we'll see what happens as Brian I just Houston I have one more said, thing to say. Because there is more,
5: go. <laughs> no, I was just, <laughs> I thought about this before, Janice, three, four, five years ago, I don't know when, but you said... Brian Houston should quit while he's ahead. This is before. Mm. any in this, you said, if I were that man, I would quit right now. I would just take the money that I have and just leave the racket, you know? And he, yes. I was like, I thought you were so... F-. I was like, there's no way. What? Wow. He's too powerful to come down. And look at that. That's what you think you if, got. If he had listened, if he had just t- stopped being greedy and quit while he was ahead right, right? yeah
0: because he could be this could be a completely different story now yeah. right because all this would be coming out and he would say i knew and I knew he wasn't hand. well yep. Not in business. And that's mm-hmm. why that's why i stepped down i did it i did it for you but that's the power <laughs> but, though power that's the thing He was
2: corrupt thought, yeah he thought he was untouchable yeah
0: yeah, and and I did not see it happening this fast. Like honestly, I thought Hill Song had another five, ten years. Yeah, like I thought it would end when it, when he either retired or died, and then it'll break apart. Because again, there's no heir apparent. There's nobody. There's nobody. Everybody fears mm. and is gonna fall in line to yeah. like it's gonna it's gonna be infighting or and maybe then he falling ran apart out now. the
5: pair of parents too. Who knows what <laughs> happened? Because there were a ton at one point. They all left. There were some there were some but do you think he's come back i think he's gonna
0: try because he had that line in that his apology yeah, apology yeah oh yeah right like yeah. The, the this ain't over for us or something like, I, like i'm I like, like he's, he's
2: i think like if that.
5: he doesn't that question that came in if he doesn't go to jail he's gonna come back to hillside right. yeah and he's gonna but use I, that as like i'm innocent I think it's, I think it's like good luck to him. I think once, I think because it's a government commission that like referred it for further action, they clearly have evidence, you know what I mean? So good luck. Yeah, I think,
0: well, the timeline has gotten a little murky now. And so people have started kind of conflating his, his resignation, his stepping down, like those are two separate things cuz mm-hmm. he had already stepped down yes. yeah. before before all of this and then he resigned and they're starting to conflate it all with oh all of this stuff and I'm like no remember they the board had him step down before all this stuff right, happened right. and it had to do with that case right remember he's yeah. preparing for his legal case and when they did that I was like oh I think I think that case is serious stronger
5: uh, yeah. yeah like
0: I think I think he's in real danger yeah. cuz they're already taking actions and already
5: a
1: year, depending kind of like him when out. the court, yeah, right, because the happen court did, yeah. December, right. They didn't want right. him, and so I was like, uh, still in when that case got it's turned. not in the best interest of the corporation, yeah. right? Exactly,
2: right. right. The, the,
1: and, yeah.
0: and they're already having depositions and stuff, which I'm sure is why a lot of this stuff is coming out, like questions are coming out. And so, I think, I think the case against him is stronger. Don't we think it is? And as public tide turns against him,
5: mm-hmm. like, and Australia and, is mad at him for reasons, PM, and right? And he's
1: so close so, to like his, the PM
5: that you know. Well, I know the
1: PM is now like trying to disassociate from him, so that's even eight, bigger. Right. of What's the problem? We have your
5: NVIDIA video praying
1: in the church too.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <sighs> right, right. Again, as more and more of these things come out, and like she said, like that that tape of his father, and like just just showing that. You didn't deal with it at all. Like mm-hmm. even as much as you admitted to uh-uh. the man wasn't stepped down. You still had him out here preaching. Mm-hmm. You still, he was still around children mm-hmm. and that just calls into question. Like if this was really this devastating thing that happened, right? You were devastated to find out about this. How were you so chill about dealing with your father? Like this old man, it is not hard <laughs> like, sit down, Stop. Stop. sit down. Your nasty ass down. I know. Mm -hmm. right keep track of where he's at it's Mm -hmm. not hard to have somebody watch him on a sunday Mm -hmm. and be like make sure he stays at the house Mm -hmm. but the fact that he's just out gallivanting around y'all haven't told these other pastors the truth about why he's been stepped down you were hiding like there's just a pattern of hiding Mm -hmm. so like everything and that's that's what the whole case is right no you didn't deal properly with this it's like it reminds me of severance have you watched severance that's
2: what his song reminds me of. The whole oh, thing.
3: Yeah, it's a whole, it's the same, it's the same mind fuck that goes on when you're really in it. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah. Watch okay. it. Well, I mean, I don't want to trigger nobody, but. <laughs> oh my, we've got our <laughs> own. <laughs> I was, I was, Just ongoing. Like, oh my gosh. This is That was wave church. You know, basically you go in and you're this different person. For how many hours we would get there what? Five o'clock, five thirty oh, all the way. And then don't don't wow. dare sleep And Pastor Steve's preaching. Don't dare sleep. He'll shout you out right on that stage. <laughs> Mind you, you was the one making his eggs in the morning. But I digress. Anyway
0: <laughs> oh <my God>. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, so I do think I do think his case is not gonna go well for him. Well, um,
2: hopefully, because then I don't, okay. that'll that'll show people like don't mess with don't mess with people. Don't. Mm-hmm. That's my hope.
0: I mean, the people, the people who are brainwashed, fully, fully brainwashed. Because like he posted a picture on Facebook yesterday of him with with a dog, one of his dogs, and he said, "Oh, he he still loves me." Oh, something, and you got all you these kidding? people in the comments. Now you're we you we love you, Pastor Brian. We love you.
1: like and some food. He's so desperate for, for acceptance. Desperate, from but also he doesn't
5: have the fawning adoration right. that the narcissism in him yes. needs. You know, yes. right? You gotta get right. it from somewhere. So they were
0: always. Oof. He's always gonna have his his army of faithful believers, right? Uh-huh. He's always gonna have some people who are just he's sticking being with him for, for the cause, right? But that number is getting smaller. And smaller, it is. our voices are getting louder, Max. and it's it's just easier to drown them out because they're not mm. <laughs> they're not in my comments, right? And there were people who have come before me who were doing this work and saying things, and they would get shut down, like they would just get bombarded. Yeah, and I'm like, and I get an occasional person who will say something crazy, but then the other people in the comments will handle <laughs> like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I said good day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Rude. Rude.
0: And then for me, I'm like, I just don't engage. You want to come on my post talking right. crazy? Just back okay. up. And that's we all i We okay. got him. from here on out. Make, you know, two, three, four, five years down the road, you're going to look back on this and you're going to be embarrassed because yeah, you're going to be on this side.
2: But you know what? Because this is the way it's going. Way we come together, you know, like if someone says, they have a story. Yup. That was your experience. That was your reality. It's valid. It's complete opposite of where we're coming from. So it's like, you know, just, just being in the comments is healing. Just laughing about shit is healing. You know, what I mean? It's just, it's just processing
5: it's it with other people. Right. All of that. Yeah.
2: Right. I think- also,
5: it's like reaffirming that you weren't crazy
2: right exactly i think it was a janice comment someone was coming and talking about oh you laughing about the glasses blah blah and i say yes we are laughter is healing what did i say and i said like i say <laughs> <laughs> but you know people don't understand that like life is to be to be to have fun to play you know i always talk about how children are our teachers you know and they don't, Rosa and Al don't care about nothing. We could be out here saying, you got to pay attention. You got to do this. They like, here, yeah, whatever. We putting this dirt in the house and whatever you say, we playing this cat. You know, and to be honest, like, for me, laughter has been the way that I can, um, you know, heal from this situation. Mm-hmm. And people, real. You know, people are like, you know, in church, you're not supposed to laugh. You know, you have to pass the reference. you know, all that stuff. And that's, that's been healing for me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do booger nose on Instagram afterwards. That's what comes out on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the way it comes out is through laughter. It's mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like people, like even Jimmy, when, I think it was when he found you, Janice, when we, when Jamie connect us, connected us, I noticed that Jimmy started healing through just Commenting, mm. and you know, at first you we were like, "What?" He was like, "Oh, I'm on, I'm on Instagram too much." I was like, "Nah, that looked like healing to me," because you haven't been speaking about your experience, sir. You know, yeah. so it's anything. It really is any way that the human finds to heal. Yeah, Just
5: let
0: it happen. Yeah, so. and that's it. it is, um, and it's funny to not, not let like the the old, the old kind of language and the old kind of weapons. are like, oh, they don't work anymore. Like someone commented on. On my video last night, they're like, oh, like on the, on that worship spoof. And they said, oh, okay. bitter much? And I said, pretty much. <laughs>
5: I don't care, like, what I now? love your comebacks. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> now Come what? I mean,
2: uh, you, trying to shame people for having a <laughs> thermostat.
0: Fear- right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. yes. that don't work. Yes, I am. people for having a thermostat. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right oh you got eyes good job
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> because you want the air colder
1: <laughs> glad you noticed thanks so, to Hillsong
3: right. the attention seeking accusation like oh. yeah well when you're in a uh. culture where you're attention deprived for some cause <laughs> right. like mm-hmm. you know you exist
2: right like I'm yeah. talking I would like somebody to listen I, uh,
3: Yeah.
2: I would like your attention because I'm talking like, and <laughs> uh, you're attention seeking, okay. Like, you ain't on a stage
0: no, <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> <laughs> with the spotlight,
2: right? And the like, what are you doing? Okay. No, y'all just keep talking. If you was real, you'd be, keep talking. You don't need my affirmation, right? Nor do you need my amen.
3: <laughs> Your request for amen
0: is denied, <laughs> denied. <laughs> denied. <like> insufficient funds at this <laughs> <laughs>
5: You don't get an A, man. How much do you take? Oh <laughs> oh, oh.
0: All right, all right. So we got okay. We got work to do and things to people to set up spaces for because all of this is real. Like this is like a disaster. It's like a spiritual yeah disaster. Yeah. Um, and there's just no. No systems in place for anything like this. Yeah. So we're all figuring this out on the fly. I am so thankful for y'all, right, to be on this side, this side of things. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. Thank you for this. I'm sure we'll do it again because, as always, there is more. <laughs> hey, there's
5: always more. Thank you for doing what there you do.
0: More. Yes. Always. Making space for us. I appreciate you so i was uh for such a time as this oh, no goodness. apparently <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all thank you for being here so love you all love you and bye. Bye. Bye.
3: see you
0: soon bye, bye. See y'all
3: later.
0: and that is that this episode much like the docu-series covered a lot of ground and still barely scratched the surface None of this is simple because so much of it is based on such complex twisting of something that I think actually was meant to be very simple. I just can't believe faith was meant to be this complicated and I still have so much empathy but much less time for people who insist on clinging to those complications. Hillsong is just a container and no one needs it. You don't need it. Maybe it happened to be the package some of your favorite people came wrapped in, but it is literally trash now. Harmful trash that has the nerve to have no problem treating people like they're disposable, trashing them and never looking back. I think the documentary did a great job. If I had it to do over again, I probably would, but I do wish there had been more thought, much more thought, given to the aftermath. I think it was a little bit reckless and maybe even irresponsible to just kind of trigger so many people all willy-nilly. And so once again, women of color are doing what we can to step in and not pick up the pieces because we are not qualified, but to at least provide a space where you can practice setting them down safely if you want. So hillsongrehab at gmail.com. That's the email address. Check the show notes for the link to the Hillsong Rehab form if you want to share your story and or help us figure out helpful ways to help each other process. Everything is a work in progress, and we are all learning how to process through so many things we've never seen before in real time. But we can do all things through crisis that forces us to, so... (laughs) Just give us and yourself half the grace that you gave to the uneducated Bible dum-dums who did all this damage and we'll be all right. Anyway, I am Janice Legada. Thank you for joining me for another very special episode of Hellsong, the musical, the podcast. Place your bets now for which campus and or pastors will be the next to disappear. Word on the street is that the Kimes and the Similas have quietly removed all Hillsong references from their Instagram profiles, but I ain't one to gossip, so you did hear it from me. I don't care. Anyway if this has meant anything to you, sparked anything for you, or it was just a general good time, please let the people know. Rate and review this podcast on Apple. Ask about me at God has not given on the gram. Visit my website at JanisLegata.com for all the links to all the things that I'm working on, other podcasts you can find me on, and ways that you can support. And yeah, remember, fuck the containers. You deserve better. So take care of you. Be well. And I will talk to you soon. I am an E, I am an E-L. I am an E-X-V-A-N-G-E-L-I-C-A-L. And I don't believe in any other hell than ever being or belonging to myself, myself.